And welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and today we're going to talk about flying outside the U.S., or rather, flying back into the country with all the new rules and regulations. If you were wondering why we took a week off, it's because I, your fearless podcaster, was willing to put myself in the line of danger and fly down to Mexico to sit on a beach outside Puerto Vallarta for a week. You're welcome. Uh, you are a profile of courage. I know. I know. Did you miss me, Dave? Nope. Not even a little. Aw, I missed you too, big guy. You don't have to say it. I know. Dave, you remember when we used to be able to freely travel outside the country and all we needed for the most part was a passport? I most certainly do. Uh, buongiorno, Italia. <sighs> well, it, look, it's a little different now. So first of all, most countries won't let Americans in at all. Uh, pretty much because we've been just about the worst at preventing the spread of uh, COVID. But, you know, things are changing. <laughs> Vaccine numbers are up and moving quickly. That's good. And, you know, I mean, I remember when President Biden's goal of 100 million vaccines in 100 days seemed completely insane. And now we've already passed that and he's shooting for 200 million. So uh, that's good news. But still, <laughs> most most borders haven't opened. Uh, so there's that. But there are signs of life. Uh, Greece says it'll be open for the summer. And uh, Iceland has started allowing vaccinated Americans in. And uh, Italia. Uh, no. No, no luck there yet. But you couldn't have actually expected Italy to be at the forefront of this thing, right? No. No. And, of course, there are all those Latin American and Caribbean countries that have been open the entire time. Uh, some require negative tests to enter, while others don't care at all, like Mexico. So we decided to fly down there for a vacation. <laughs> we, we, we were on pretty empty flights, actually, and uh, we stayed at the Conrad Punta de Mita, which is well out of town, about an hour west-ish of the airport. Um, and it was not only empty at the resort, uh, but my wife and I had been vaccinated, so we felt pretty safe. Um, you know, it was, it was all pretty normal except for just wearing masks everywhere and sanitizing. If it was all pretty normal, then why are we talking about this, Brett? Are you just yeah? Well, are you just trying to brag about your trip? Uh, yeah, is that wrong? <laughs> you just want a wider audience to to brag to? No, no, no. Listen, I'm not bragging about anything. Traveling is not right for everyone right now, and there's still plenty of people saying don't get on an airplane and go anywhere right now. And I get that, I do. But I, I just figure for those who are traveling. The process for coming back to the U.S. is, uh, eh, shall we say, challenging. Because <laughs> back in January, the government made the mandate that anyone flying back into the U.S. had to produce a negative COVID test result taken within 72 hours before travel. So you'd think that would be pretty easy, but the whole process is just not. Uh, so you're going to tell me about it. This is, uh, this is what I imagine it was like being... Uh... Uh, old, like you people were, uh, when you come back and show slides of their trip. <laughs> you don't even know what slides are, though. Come on. This isn't PowerPoint, you know. I, you know, I've, I've heard stories about them. <sighs> oh, my God. I'm just going to move on. Anyway, it all starts with figuring out how to actually get tested wherever you are. So you could be in some pretty faraway lands, right, and have to find places that can... 
uh, provide the right test that you need. Uh, now, fortunately, the U.S. allows both PCR and antigen tests, so that makes it easier. Uh, and for the record, I recommend the antigen test if you have to pay because it's cheaper. Um, in most Latin American Caribbean countries, you shouldn't have much trouble finding a test, especially if it's a, really a tourist destination. Most of the hotels either offer testing or they can tell you where to go, uh, some included in the price of the, uh, of the stay. And there are also apps out there. United's own app will point you to testing locations, and they're, they're, I don't know if it's up and running yet, but they're working on functionality that will let you actually book an appointment in the app as well. So th there's a lot uh, there's, there's a lot out there, a lot of good options. See, United, it's not all feuds over here. Uh, so, <laughs> so what did the Conrad do? Uh, it was actually a little surprising. So a lot of the nicer hotels have just kind of thrown – the cost of testing in with the room and just say, we'll take care of it. Come on down. We'll make sure that you get tested and, and all that. Uh, but Conrad, they didn't do that. Uh, you still had to pay. Well, what they did do is they opened up a ballroom every morning at 8.30 a.m. The uh, local COVID test people uh, came in and you could go there and then uh, they would test you and you'd pay and deal with them directly. Um, the hotel, when we got there to check in, uh, they gave us a piece of paper that we had to fill out for the test, and then you turn it back in at the desk, uh, and then you just show up when the time comes. And one thing I will say, I don't know if everyone's doing this, but the hotel told us that we should just do it the day before we flew back. And we did that. We didn't really think about it. We had just gotten to Mexico. We didn't care. We wanted to sit on the beach and have a fruity drink. Uh, but don't, I, I wouldn't do that. Don't, don't be like us. Don't do that. Don't be like Brett. Got it. This is, uh, pretty much always been my, uh, my mantra, my motto. Oh, Dave, <laughs> you really did miss me. I can tell. Yeah. Anyway, when we really thought about this, do this as close as possible to 72 hours before travel as you can, because it doesn't matter when you get it done, but if you do it like 71 hours or, you know, in, in this case, we could have only done about 48 hours just because they do the testing early in the morning and the flights are in the afternoon. But if you do that, it'll help reduce stress because you'll have the result back earlier and then you don't have to worry about will I be able to get back home or not. And then if you do have something like a false positive or, or anything like that, uh, there's just more time to fix it. So, uh, you know, I would say do it once you're within that 72 hour window, do it as soon as you can. Uh, for us, we did it the day before we showed up at eight 30, had to fill out a bunch of paperwork there, uh, paid 65 bucks a pop, which is not bad since it's actually just antigen. Uh, PCR was, I think more than double, but I don't really remember. I stopped paying attention after they said we could do antigen, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, paid the money. Then they shoved the stick up our noses and uh, we were done. And, uh, they said the results would be ready in 20 minutes if we wanted to come back. And then they said they'd email it to us within a couple hours, and then we'd be able to pick up printed copies at the front desk that evening. Uh, that sounds like a lot of unnecessary steps. Yes and no. Uh, so it's because different people will use different tools to get back to the U.S. So uh, let me put it this way. We were flying American back. So I was able to download the Verify app. That's who American partners with. And what you do is you create your profile there, 
and they verify your identity and all that stuff. Uh, and then it had me say which country I was coming from. And um, then it just gave me all the steps on what to do. So the first step, once you've entered all your travel details, is to get a test result. So, uh, you know, within that couple hours after our test was done, which, by the way, we did go back in 20 minutes just to see that it was negative, just for peace of mind. Sure. There's no actual reason to do that. Uh, but when we got the emails, uh, I just took the PDF and then uploaded it into Verify. And then it pushed me to the next task, which is you have to fill out a uh, U.S. government attestation form in the app that says, yeah, I wasn't faking it. I'm not sick and you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So you just scroll through that and, and accept it, sign it. Uh, and then there's a checklist that they have you fill out to make sure you have all the things you need. And once you finish that, then the picture uh, has a big green check mark that shows up next to your head on the app. So I was good to go at that point. Okay, that doesn't sound bad, but it sounds a little annoying. Yeah, this story is just beginning, Dave. So you just hold on, okay? <laughs> so Kirsten, my wife, and the kids did not download the app. So the kids have no phones. So, of course, they couldn't download an app anyway. We knew we'd have to go through all the non-app stuff for them. So my wife was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just do it with them as well. It didn't make a difference. All right. That is annoying. Uh, how do kids handle this? Well, uh, it turns out that Verify turned on functionality to allow multiple passengers on an app the week after our trip. So... Next time, apparently, you can add kids to your own app, which will be great. But we didn't have that option uh, at the time. And I don't know what others use that don't use Verify. I'm not sure what the capabilities are. But uh, it's something you could certainly check out before your trip once you know who you're flying. All right. But, you know, what did they actually have to do without the app? Ah, well. So the COVID test people sent the email over. And they say, make sure you go through it. They says multiple times, make sure you go through it, make sure everything is correct. Uh, and it wasn't. So <laughs> they, they <laughs> this being not the U.S., uh, they use the date, date, month, month format for birth uh. dates. And she filled hers out backwards. And so it showed on the form that it was wrong, basically. Uh, and so we emailed them back cause that's what they said to do. And then they fixed it. Uh, and we said, okay, good. We're good to go. But you still need a paper form for her or so we were told. So they said, go pick it up that night at the front desk and then you'll be fine to do that. Um, we didn't bother doing that that night cause who cares? But when we checked out the next day, um, I asked if they had our forms, which by the way, I should note. They didn't even ask us or say, hey, we have your forms. Like, you'd think, <laughs> you'd think that this fancy hotel would do something about that, but no, <laughs> they did not. <laughs> I'm glad someone remembered before we were back going to the airport. But uh, anyway, they had our forms, <laughs> so we took them, and then we headed over to the airport. All right. So this podcast is already uh, long, <laughs> and yeah. we aren't even at the airport yet. I know. I know. Well, okay, let's take a break. And then we'll get into it. Okay, so airport. Yeah, so we, we got to the airport, and it wasn't really crowded, um, but it was hectic. So what they do is they, they at Puerto Vallarta, at least, there's just kind of one long wall of ticket counters. 
And uh, American had set up a table in front of the stanchions, in front of the line to enter the ticket counter queue. Um, so there were just people standing there checking things. So I showed my green check on my Verify app, and they're like, cool, go ahead. And I said, well, yeah, but my family doesn't have that. So they had to show them the printouts of the test results, and they looked at them. I'm pretty sure they don't care what the birth date said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were checking that closely, but they made sure it was an actual test result. Uh, then they gave them the paper attestation forms that I had done on the app. And uh, we had to fill that out in the line while we waited to check our bag and get our boarding passes and all that stuff because I couldn't get the boarding pass uh, on like online check-in or anything for this. You have to do it at the airport. Uh, so we did that. Got in the line. There was like a Verifly bag drop line, but we couldn't do that, obviously, because they didn't have that. So the line wasn't very long, but it was moving really slow. And they did have a fast bag drop line on one side for people with Verifly, but even that wasn't moving very quickly. And, of course, we had to stand in the regular line anyway because I was the only one with Verifly, so whatever. But um, I have to say this whole thing was just not thought through very well. Uh, They had the agent's all lined up on one side of the ticket counter instead of spread out evenly to improve distancing. It, it was a really strange setup. <laughs> okay. Uh, this makes me not want to leave the country just yet. <laughs> I mean, this probably was the most stressful part of the whole process, uh, except for waiting for the result and hoping there wasn't some positive <laughs> one. But, uh, but we, we got up to the desk, right? And they have those plastic sneeze guards. They've kind of installed in there to uh-huh. keep you from spitting on people or something yeah um, and so on the sneeze guards they have a whole bunch of different messages that are pasted on there including multiple qr codes for like different forms you need depending on where you're going uh, none of this stuff was in verify by the way so th- <laughs> this we were just like while the agent was trying to get through the process we were like reading through all these trying to figure out what we needed and it was crazy so um, so for the agent, it was pretty easy for me because I said, here's my verify thing. She said, okay, cool. But for everyone else, we had the, the passports and then the test results and then the, uh, the attestation forms, uh, the regular immigration form, which in Mexico, they take half of it when you land and then you mm-hmm. give the other half back when you leave. Uh, and then there also, there was this health form they made us fill out, uh, when we arrived in, um, uh, in Mexico and they never collected it. So I didn't know if they needed that now or something. So I had all that. It was, it was crazy. And so while the agents like going through all these docs, uh, we're, we're back to scanning the sneeze guard here. (laughs) Um, and so there, there was one QR code for people traveling to LA. Uh, that was us. So we opened that up and it was a form that the county makes you fill out saying you understand there's a 10-day self-quarantine that you're supposed to obey after you land. Uh, it asked for contact info and all that. And uh, I filled it up, but then it wasn't clear, like, all right, who actually needs to fill this out? And the agent said that only adults had to do it. So we did that. What I can't figure out, though, is no one ever checked that thing. So I don't – I mean, it, this may be mandatory, but it's very clearly on the honor system. So <laughs> – I have no idea how many people don't bother with this thing. Uh, then, So then there was another QR code uh, that was for everyone departing from Puerto Vallarta. And we opened that one up. And again, it wasn't clear who had to fill it out. On that one, the agent said just the head of household needed to do it. So I, I 
took care of that while everyone else is trying to figure out documents and stuff. And uh, it was a health form that basically, you know, how do you feel, all that kind of stuff. But it seemed really duplicative since we'd already just shown them our negative test. But this was probably created before the U.S. testing requirement went into place, and it's a different authority anyway, so whatever. All right. So please tell me that that was it. There was nothing else. Was there anything else? (laughs) Uh, Well, that was it at the ticket counter. So she she handed back our passports with the immigration forms, our boarding passes, our negative tests, our bag claim ticket, and the health form, which from when we arrived, which nobody cared about at all. And then we headed upstairs to security. Oh, man. We're not even at security yet. <laughs> okay. It was security. I, I don't imagine that security was any different. Uh, was it? Oh, you th- you think we were immediately at security? That That's cute. Great. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so so in Puerto Vallarta, you go up above the ticket counters, and there are all these food and shopping spots before you get to the checkpoint. Uh-huh. Um, but that walkway has been transformed into a sea of tables where people were gathering without distancing and furiously filling something out. Great. I had no idea what it was, so I asked one of the people that was standing there what it was, and he said it was the health form that we all had to fill out, which I was like, wait, didn't I just do that on the, do that on the QR code? He was like, yeah. <laughs> and I – so I guess most people don't read the sneeze guard. I, I don't know. But anyway, we we talked through all that. And there was a uh, then there was a checkpoint before security where they asked to see the form. But all you do is like if you have a paper, you show it to them. But on your phone, you just show it. and There's like a QR code on it. And they're like, OK, cool. I don't know what it's for. It's not like they scanned it or anything. <laughs> and. They just looked at it and said, okay, and and then we walked by a thermal scanner where they took our temps, and then we were in the regular security area. All right, and then it was normal. (laughs) Mostly, mostly. Uh, So like in the U.S., they made us take down our masks when looking at passports to confirm identity, but everything else is the same. And on the other side, we found seats. wasn't really crowded. Uh, they, They did have stickers saying don't sit in these seats, but they were just stickers so if it was crowded nobody's gonna listen to those things yeah i mean have you ever seen flights back from puerto vallarta you know how many hammered people there are uh, like, i, I have been on a and... flight back from puerto vallarta with you oh you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's right and you were so hammered yeah <laughs> no no I don't remember if i don't think so not by that time anyway so. but that was that we got on the plane then it was like any other flight uh all right so then you landed lax and then terrible Actually, it was surprisingly the opposite. It that is was, surprising. It was. It was remarkably <laughs> easy. We uh, we had to walk over from our gate uh, in Terminal 4 over to the Bradley Terminal for Customs and Immigration. Uh, so Curse and I have global entry, but the kids don't. So because of that, we all had to go through the regular immigration line. Uh, but there wasn't a line. And we got right up to an agent, and he was super friendly and even gave the kids a, a passport stamp when we asked him for it. And they thought that was super cool. Nice. Um, and then I asked the guy if he needed to see our test results at all. And he looked at me and was like, didn't the airlines look at that? They're, they're <laughs> supposed to do that. I was like, yeah. And then he just went back to not caring again. So then past that, we went and got our bag. And then we went through customs. But there wasn't anyone there at all. We just walked right through. You don't have to fill out a customs form anymore, I guess. And nobody asked us for anything. You're just probably sitting behind a... A two-way mirror or something. 
like, <laughs> one way mirror whatever uh All right. getting ready to pounce on someone but they didn't pounce on us well uh little did they know yeah. uh, so i guess the good news is that uh once you get out of whatever country you're in you shouldn't sweat getting back into the u.s yeah i mean that was our experience but man does it suck getting to that point I think really the issue is the lack of coordination between agencies requiring information is just brutally bad and it's very stressful and it is likely to make travelers think twice. Uh, And for us, everything went pretty well because we actually had a negative result. Like imagine if you have a positive result, that's that's a whole different world of of hell. Uh, But if there is one takeaway for me, if you're traveling internationally, it's Figure out the airline, whoever they work with, if it's their own app or a partner app, but get the app. Uh, if they use Verify, download it. You know, United's got its own. Just it'll make life so much easier. But, you know, still won't be simple. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. You can email us at our fancy pants new email address, advertise at crankyflyer.com. Uh, please remember to leave us a five-star rating. This helps other people find our podcast, uh, and that would be good not, for not gonna, us and for you. You're not going to tell people to leave? Uh... Listen, if you, leave, if you leave us a review, I will read nearly whatever you write on there but uh, clearly it has to be no one stars. is doing this this is a bummer yeah. man i yeah i don't know what else i have to put out there to incentivize people but uh yeah if you leave a five-star review i'll read whatever you write maybe all right <laughs> if you do have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com or you can find us on twitter or facebook at cranky concierge And if you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.